Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. So, what is a workshop and how is it different from a training session? That's one of the questions which Nick Martin and I are going to answer today as we focus on a great resource for trainers who haven't the time and don't want to create their own workshop content or don't want to have to create their own workshop content from scratch. This is episode 30 of the podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hi, and welcome. This is the show for training business owners around the world helping you to earn more, to learn more, and to grow your training business. Each week, we either have a solo show or a a guest on the show. And today is one of those episodes where we have a guest on to share their learning and development journey and their lessons with you. We find out what they know and how their expertise or their products or their services can help your training business. As I said at the preamble stage or the intro to the show, today's guest is Nick Martin, an erstwhile trainer. And these days, CEO and founder of a website called WorkshopBank.com. And that's a site run by Nick, which is dedicated to providing downloadable workshop templates, materials, if you will, for busy trainers and facilitators. I'm a member of Workshop Bank, which means I have a subscription I pay. So I use the tools. And one of the things I like about uh, WorkshopBank.com is that I'm not concerned about taking other people's intellectual property. Uh, This is material which I can download either with the Workshop Bank logo, WorkshopBank.com logo for free, or I can sign up for a subscription which entitles me then to legally and uh, completely free of any obligation download a white label version of those materials, which means that I can put my own logo on that slideshow, that handout, that guide. And I'm thinking of a World Cafe workshop, which I ran last year, and that uh, allowed me to bill for a day's work roughly 1,900 pounds, which is a lot now. That's the upper end of some of the work I do. But that more than covered the cost of the subscription in one day. And one of the reasons that I like, in fact, there are several reasons why I like running workshops, is that there is no design time required. I'm not the world's best uh, workshop or content training material designer. It's something that I think other people do much better than I can. Um, So it allows me to really focus on the delivery, the selling of the workshop of the day's training rather than worrying about PowerPoint slides and logos and, you know, margins and printing, etc. This stuff is ready to go. It can be run out of the box. And that's really great for me. It's less time doing the kind of admin and printing and designing, as I said, which is not my forte. Another reason is that often um, training workshops or training days or weeks involve the trainer doing all the planning and the talking and the questioning. And that's a lot of workload for you, isn't it? So there's less workload when you're running a workshop because the workload is actually on the delegates. You're facilitating a conversation, you're facilitating some learning, and you're instructing or guiding the delegates on how to use that particular tool to achieve a breakthrough or make a discovery about themselves for themselves, by themselves. So when a workshop is done right, 
it enables or can enable delegates to gain a fresh perspective on problems they have and solutions that will work for them because they're designed by them, owned by them, and implemented by them. So they're much more likely to be accepted by them than if they come from a trainer, an external consultant, someone outside the organization. Another reason I like workshops is that they tend to harness a resourcefulness in the team. It creates an interdependency among the team rather than a dependency on an outside person such as a trainer, someone like you or I. And another reason I like workshops is because at some professional level, you will at some point need to change a plan. So let's say you're in the middle of a day's training and all of a sudden some theme emerges or you realize there's a problem in that training day. Something is either not meeting the needs, the expectations of the workshop are not what people thought it would be. If you are familiar with some really good workshop tools, you can dip into your toolbox, literally, and change the plan dynamically in response to something which has emerged in the day's training. And that's what really good trainers are able to do. They're able to assess not just what's needed, but maybe to to anticipate that sometimes things will go off plan. And if that's the case, they have a plan B. They've got other tools as a backup should some theme emerge or should some kind of conflict emerge. And there are great tools out there to really enable you to deal with all manner of events, all manner of themes which can emerge when you're training really competent, intelligent, um, inquisitive people, because sometimes people will throw something at you unexpectedly and that throws your training plan out the window. So having that uh, ability to use a tool ad hoc or to implement something uh, without knowing that was going to happen, this gives you really confidence to be able to deal with any kind of situation which emerges in a day's training. So, um, why Workshop Bank? Well, this is something I came across a while ago, not so long ago, and I'm really impressed with the quality of the materials. And not just that, I'm I'm really impressed that I have all of these tools in there, uh, 54 tools at the last count, and organizations like Heineken, Microsoft, Disney, Amazon, roughly 40,000 organizations around the world use this site. And according to Nick, there are roughly 167,000 plus subscribers. Let's now dive into the episode with Nick. Nick, welcome to the program. Thanks for coming on this morning. Pleasure, Mark. Thanks for, thanks for having me. So you're up in Copenhagen in Denmark. Yes. Yeah, that's right. What, what took an Englishman to Denmark? Um, uh, well, it wasn't the weather. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I met a, I met a, I met a Danish girl and, uh, and, uh, she, she moved, we started going out. I, she moved over to live with me in London for a couple of years and uh, and then and then we got to the point of our lives where we had a we had a by that point we had a, a one year old daughter together, and uh, our little London flat wasn't looking uh, as big as it was when it was just me that was living in it, and so it was either moving out of moving out of London to some nondescript village that we neither of us had any affiliation to, or uh, or I I, I move uh, everything back to Copenhagen to. Uh, to try living there and um yeah 
been been here ever since so 10 years now so look coming back to this um yeah the reason you're on the program this morning is you run a site called um, workshopbank.com before we go into that and what that offers trainers and training business owners before you started workshop bank you were a trainer right yeah part, part trainer part uh, change management consultant but you know part of part of that role was to uh yeah to help uh to help groups of people uh, upskill mm. so yeah part trainer but and, and part change management consultant okay and, and did you enjoy that process oh i loved it i mm. mean um i mean do you still train i i still i still train a little bit i do uh most of my time now is is uh, focused on workshop bank and work and workshop bank uh, I'm I'm supporting other trainers, other consultants, and and organisations to do to do the stuff that I was doing as a consultant. So, uh, but and, and uh, before, before as as I said before we started talking, is that uh, I don't really I don't really like to travel anymore. So, mm. um, if if when I have a when I have a customer based in Denmark, then mm. then I make that part of part of the offer I I, I give to them that I come along and because I still really enjoy that kind of face to face. Uh, element of um, uh, uh, work, but mm. um, yeah, most of my time is now spent supporting other people doing it. So yes, I still do train, but I but I do, but not as much as I probably like uh, would like. And yes, I miss it. And and what prompted you to start the business? Because for people listening, workshopbank.com, I'll let you explain it in your words. But my understanding is you provide tools, online tools and resources to people who run workshops. Is that yeah. it in a nutshell? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, it started off. It started off when it was a kind of side side passion project. When I first got over to Denmark, I had a bit of time on my hands. Uh, started a, a new role, and I, I started publishing. I, I had a hard drive full of these amazing uh, workshop activities that I'd been using for the last eight years uh, in my role uh, as a as a, a consultant working for the government in um, change management. So I started publishing these tools one by one, not very regularly, one per month, um, I think, uh, and uh, and offering them away uh, for free. Uh, people and where with, did you publish them, Nick? On WorkshopBank.com, the very okay. first iteration of oh, WorkshopBank.com. So mm. I bought I bought the I bought the domain, started mm. publishing the stuff, and uh, and I would give I would give people the ability to download the tool as a, a set of slides uh, with with my logo on. Um, for free in mm. return for their email address. Okay. Um, so, so after after about five, four, five, six years, I, I'd finished my role as a head of marketing at a, a ski company, and looked at Workshop Bank, and I was, actually I had a lot of subscribers, uh, a lot of ni- people saying nice things, uh, really appreciating the work that I was doing. So, um, I decided to create a, a paid product around it. Um, uh, based on what people were telling me that they were they wanted, so mm. yeah, it kind of started as a it started as as, a, as just a blog, uh, and um, and now it's turned into yeah a business. In terms of the business, then you have, um, if I've understood correctly, seventy one thousand members approximately in one hundred and eighty five countries, and um, is it is it one hundred sixty three thousand or sixteen thousand three hundred organizations? It's it, no, it's, 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 well, it's it's actually a lot more now. So okay. I, I can't remember when I gave you these numbers. So there are now one hundred and sixty-seven thousand 
members of the community. Good grief. Um, across, yeah, same number of countries, because basically it's every country yeah. in the world. And, uh, yeah, estimate, you know, so, something around 40,000 organizations. Uh, you know, not a, nowhere near all of those are, are, are paying mm. members. They're mm. uh, only a small fraction of those. But they're the people who, they're the, they're, they're, that's the number of people that have downloaded uh, tools from us, from me in the in the past. And how are you communicating? How do you get people to come across you, or rather, how do you get them to give you give you um, their email address? I'm conscious that you're offering these as lead magnets, but how do you actually yeah. get that kind of outreach in the first place, so that over time you build to forty thousand, you know, yeah. organizations and all those members? It's huge. Yeah, I, th- I mean, it, it's it's been a, it's been a, an organic process. So over, over the last eight years, it certainly didn't happen overnight. I think mm. for the first three years, I was getting you know two hundred people uh, a month uh, uh, who would who would find uh, a tool that they were looking for, a specific tool they were looking for, maybe on you know page five of Google. Um, but over time, you know, more and more organic links have, have come to Workshop Bank, giving it more credibility in Google's eyes, and and mm. uh, some of my key pages have just risen up the ranks on Google, and so some of them are now on page one, and even number one on page one is specific certain uh, certain keywords. So, but I'm not really doing any active SEO. It's just I, I, I have a kind of um, I, I publish I publish uh, tools and activities that I that that I've personally found useful myself in my work, and I know other people would find useful. And uh, gradually, uh, they've been rewarded um, with lots of organic traffic from Google. So I don't do any, you know, I don't do any paid advertising. I give away some packs of activities on LinkedIn, which have been very successful. Yeah. Um, for the for for Workshop Bank, um, but basically, it's just it's just a it comes from the you know give away lots of lots of great free stuff, and um, and uh, yeah, people people come and respond and build and I try and build relationships with those people as they as they um, as they arrive and those organizations or people from organizations include brands such as Apple NASA IKEA and Disney so not exactly small fry are they it was a it was a fun day looking through my database of email addresses mm. seeing what kind of which kind of organizations have been uh, downloading the stuff so uh yeah that was uh yeah it's it's very it's great isn't it i mean what how nice for for people from those organizations to 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 value the work that that, that i'm doing and are they leaving testimonials and and things to to credit your yes creation yeah mm. i mean when, when i when i when, when a member becomes a paying member then uh you know again i i try and wow them as much as i can and um uh, I do a lot of one-to-one work with the, with my paying members, so p- people can book time with me. And uh, so instead of them having to go into the into the members area that they've got that they get access to and try and find uh, the tool that they're looking for to uh, to achieve the objectives they're looking to achieve, I'll just we, we'll just have a conversation like you and I are having now, and uh, I'll I'll listen to what they're looking to do and I'll make some recommendations. Mm. Um, and after that, I, I I ask them for a testimonial if um, if they're happy, <laughs> well, and they always are. And the content that you have, th- these are tools. They're not tools you've invented per se. They're kind of uh, well-known tools, but but you've you've uh, you've tweaked them. Is that right? Or you've 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 perhaps uh, material on how to actually implement them? 
Yeah, it's a it's a mixture. So mm. start some. So most, mo, uh, I'd say probably now sixty percent of them mm. came from all the work I was doing in London. Right, and uh, I was part of a a large team there who were who were looking for. Uh, certain tools to do to achieve certain objectives so the work we were doing were was uh, helping remodel the education sector started there uh, and then and then we looked to build help help to build better relationships between education and social care and health all focused around improving the life chances of children um, disadvantaged children in the UK so uh, we'd done it. We'd created a lot of these tools, uh, and basically, some of them were stuff uh, tools that we created uh, specifically uh, um, uh, uh, and uniquely in that organisation. And others were lifted um, that were just generally available. Uh, but we we put them all into the same format. We simplified them, made made the language easier to understand, more visual, um, and that's the kind of that's the I've taken on. I've, taken that mantle on with workshop bank and so every once you understand one tool and the way it's structured uh you, you're basically getting inside my mind and the way my mind works and therefore uh, you'll be able to understand quickly understand the structure of every other tool as well uh, and, and they're designed to be they're designed to simplify uh you know what, what one thing i found in in our in our niche is that is that there are so many academics involved um that they that they try and make uh, quite simple concepts as complicated as possible to make themselves uh, seem and appear more intelligent, and, <laughs> and so I've gone the other way, and I've and I've I try and make uh, you know stuff that's complicated as simple as possible, so it's accessible uh, for anyone to uh, to take advantage of and use successfully. Hmm. I'm conscious of the fact that there are people listening to this who perhaps are new. Uh, or yeah. about to to become part of the training business community, for them, what what would you define as a workshop? When is a training session a workshop, and when is it not? So, I, I mean, I know I know all training sessions aren't like this, but but it in general, if I, if I was to um, if I was to uh, differentiate between the two, uh, training. Is is much more about okay. I'm if I'm the trainer and I'm training a, a, a group of people, then I have a a, a a bunch of knowledge that I want to impart onto those and uh, onto my audience, so they walk out of the room um, upskilled in whatever it is I'm training. Our workshops uh, and facilitation is all about uh, the, the the solution lies within the audience. They have all the knowledge. Uh, in fact. I, as a facilitator, can very easily uh, facilitate a workshop not having a, a, a clue about what uh, the subject is. Uh, so I'll manage the process and draw, take the audience uh, along a process to achieve uh, the objective we're all looking to achieve. But it's all about bringing the ideas and the solutions and, uh, and therefore the ownership and the buy-in uh, to whatever's created in that workshop out from that audience. Um, so yeah, it's almost like it's almost it's almost training is is knowledge and information coming from me, the trainer, to the to the audience, and a workshop is 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 all is the other way around. Right. So in effect, as you said, the audience has the information. The facilitator is not training; they are facilitating. 
that audience arriving at that solution themselves and simply providing the tools and the framework within which to do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the advantage of having a process is that, I mean, I'm sure anyone who's listening to this has been in a meeting uh, where they sit, sat down around a table for an hour uh, and uh, they walk out of the meeting, they look at each other and, well, you know, we haven't achieved anything. Nothing was decided. Nothing, no one, no actions have been made. Uh, in fact, whatever was discussed, I disagree with, but I just didn't get the opportunity to speak about it. Um, so that was a complete waste of my time. And, uh, and, and a workshop is a way of building consensus around whatever it is you're looking to do, whether it's solve a problem or create a plan or um, work out, uh, do some stakeholder analysis and work out, you know, who are the movers and shakers uh, that, that are that are getting in the way of uh, our current uh, objectives. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's a, it's a much more uh, consensual uh, process where mm. everyone owns and everyone buys into whatever's decided. Now, there are dozens of workshops. How, how many workshops, um, at, at the last count, are there on, on workshop.com? Workshopbank.com, I should say. Workshop. Yeah, in, I, I have a quality, not quantity um, okay. um, uh, uh, um, approach to this. So there's, I think there's about 50 on there at the moment. Okay. And, and I actually try and remove workshops as much as, uh, mm. as, much as I can that aren't, getting, that aren't getting the response I'm looking for. I don't want, um, I don't want people to... It's not about creating a library of thousands of tools. You don't need thousands of tools. You only need, you know, a dozen uh, really great ones that you know as a facilitator how to run uh, extremely well. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I think there's I think there's a, 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 around about fifty. Okay, so I, I thought we'd take as a next step to maybe look at two or three key workshops which every trainer should be able to run and we'll walk through those together with our okay. audience in mind as they're, as they're listening to us. Yeah. Let's clarify, first of all, what those three are this morning, which three we'll go through, and then we'll talk about whom they're for and what they solve or achieve. Okay. The, the first one we're going to go through quickly is, is the one called problem solving team building. Um, do you want me to go into a bit, bit of detail first or, or, um, or should I just go through the titles first? We'll go through the titles first, yeah. Okay. So the first one's going to be uh, one called Problem Solving Team Building. The second one is, uh, um, uh, it's not really a workshop, actually. It's more of a facilitated discussion. I chose this because of um, uh, the audience. I think it was, this will work really well for um, trainers. Um, it's called the Relationship Triangle. And the third one, my personal favorite, is called the Team Review Workshop. And this is a this is an activity I run with every single team I start working with. It's a great, mm. it's a great kind of fire starter um, when you've got a team of people to work with. Okay, so let's dive into the first one, which is problem okay. solving team building. Okay, so problem solving team building works uh, uh, brilliantly with a, with a smallish group of people. You've got about 10 people. And um, so in a, in a kind of training environment, if, if, if you're if you find yourself in a position where the audience gets really caught up on a problem and they just cannot, you, you, you can see that they're really battling with it and, and you, they're just not going to, they're just not going to let it go. Uh, then you could break out this as an activity um, to solve it for them, help them solve it. So the idea is that um, there's one person who is a problem, the problem owner, and they, they're the ones that are, they, they have the problem, they feel it the most, and uh, they want to get to the solution. 
and the rest of the uh, rest of the group are the people who are going to help solve that problem. So it's a structured uh, activity. It's about 45 minutes long, and you go through a series of steps where you start with um, you start with the statement of the problem. It's called the problem statement. So the owner of the problem would talk about the the problem as they see it mm-hmm. and give a bit of background. And then you have uh, a certain number of minutes, maybe seven minutes of idea generation where the problem owner shuts up. They're not allowed to input into this. The, and then the team come up with ideas. And then the, it's then it's down to the problem owner again. So about two or three minutes where they will uh, select uh, one or two ideas to take on to the next stage that they really like, that they think, you know, that, that could definitely help. Uh, that could definitely help solve my problem. Then there's a, a, a period of benefits and concerns where the whole group together, but not the problem owner, they, they again step back again. And that's very important that, they, that you as a facilitator, you you control the problem owner because they they're it's their problem. They're really passionate about it. They've probably got lots of ideas themselves, um, but you need to hold them back and let the rest of the group, this is the team building part, let the rest of the group come up with the ideas. Um, so you do some benefits and concerns. You do a benefits and concerns analysis on each of the ideas. Um, then you have a little decision step where you say, okay, are there any critical concerns that are going to stop this this solution moving forward? Uh, if if no, uh, then you go on to an action planning phase. Mm. So you just quickly nail out some actions uh, about how to implement this solution. So you know, from having a, a very difficult uh, problem. Um, to having an action plan at the end to solve that problem, you only need 45 minutes and a group of people. And, uh, yeah, so you've got the problem-solving part, problem-solving team building. The team building part is uh, everyone is coming together. They're all, they're all part of the solution. They've all probably had a bit of a hand in, if it's not generating the idea, then at least coming up with the benefits and concerns. And so by the end, they're emotionally bought in that's the solution and they can move forward it's a um yeah it's a fantastic process it's you know you can spend days as a group of people working on a problem just just talking about it but this just because it's a process it drives you from start to finish and and you end up with a with a solution and an action plan at the end of it how long would that take to run this workshop is it a half yeah, day about, or a full day or more no no it's about 45 minutes oh really short, okay short sharp yeah right Mm, okay, because I'm used to running workshops sometimes for a whole day at a time. Um, yeah. uh, so that's the problem solving, team building, and then the next one is the relationship triangle. Yeah. So, but just on, just on that day at a time. So mm. this would be, you know, I would always, if I was designing a one day workshop, then I wouldn't have problem solving, team building as one of the activities that is on the agenda. Okay. I I would keep that in my back pocket. So if and when a problem comes up. That, that the group just cannot get themselves through, then you whip it out and say, right, okay, let's stop what we're doing. We're going to modify the agenda on the fly. Here's an activity that we're going to do to to, to get us through this, uh, to get us through this sticky moment. Um, so it's kind of a lifesaver um, uh, for you as a trainer facilitator. That's a great point, Nick. In other words, you literally have to be so conversant with these tools that you can say to yourself, I can see this right now is not going to work. I need to do something else instead. I know exactly yeah. what to 
to to to pull, pull out of my my quiver of arrows on my toolbox yeah, or something. Exactly, exactly. Right. I mean, the, the worst thing you can do for an, on an audience perspective is to be pushed past a point that that you disagree with that you you know you're stuck on. Do, just to be kind of shoved through is so frustrating. At the end, you're just going to disengage emotionally and think, you know, what a waste of time this has been. They wouldn't listen to me. They were they were totally inflexible. Well, if you can show flexibility um, during your during the session, mm. then uh, you know you knock that objection off, and they they will feel he- heard mm. as well as having their problem solved for them. Good point. So the relationship triangle. That's the next one. So this to say this is a this is a facilitated discussion. Um, that highlights the power or the importance of strong relationships between uh, groups of people, team members, or you know, yeah, between departments, or or between customer and client, but potentially. So uh, it starts off. It's it's a kind of it's a it's a it's a it's a PowerPoint um, uh, presentation. Um, but visual. So you have a kind of pyramid. Uh, we'll probably we're, we're going we're gonna to share a link, aren't we, with people? Yeah. So they'll be able to see this pyramid. So, if I, but if I describe it, so it's a pyramid with uh, five layers to it, and the, at the top you have uh, you reveal the word results. So the top um, fifth of the pyramid you have results, and you start the conversation with by saying, okay, so everyone in their work, we're always looking to achieve results that is that's what we're here for uh, that's what we're about so the next question is what do we need to be able to do to get results and the answer is we need to take action what is the thing that underpins all of that and then you reveal um, the bottom layer which is relationships so if you don't have relationships in place relationships are the foundation to getting results if you don't have relationships in place then you can't uh, you, there aren't there aren't things aren't possible and without possibilities then you don't have opportunities and if you don't have opportunities then you can't get action if you can't get action you can't get results this is a particularly um uh you see this with anyone who starts a new role the first thing they need to do for themselves almost is to achieve great results as quickly as possible to be able to prove to everyone you know this is why you hired me this is why I'm here, and um, uh, this is how I operate. Well, if they, if you do that before building the necessary relationships with the people you're asking to take action for you, then uh, you're going to get into trouble. As part of a training session where um, you want to highlight the importance of building strong relationships before you start jumping into action and charging to try and get results, um, then it's a it's a yeah it's a it's a great little facilitated discussion. So it sounds like the, the, almost like Maslow's hierarchy of needs it, yeah. for for getting things done. That, that the bedrock, the, the the most essential triangle, almost the equivalent of physiological needs, is that you've got to have the relationships in place yeah. before anything else is possible. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> So the next one then is the team review workshop. This is your favorite, your personal this favorite. Is, this is my personal mm. favorite. So um, so the, th- the, the third tool is a tool called team review workshop. It is my favorite. And uh, so you start with a big piece of paper on the wall. Uh, you uh, draw a big square on it, a rectangle on it, mm. and you have three rows. And you ask uh, three uh, questions of the, uh, of the audience, of the team, uh, in sequence, you don't let them jump around. You don't let them answer different questions 
there are specific phases of the uh, process that they need to answer uh, each question is. The first question is, what are we doing well? The second question is, what could we do better? And the third question is, what more could we do? So okay. you get all the good practice out. You get all the, uh, the, the issues out, the stuff that they're not doing so well right now. And then you get all of the aspirational stuff. Oh, it'd be great if we did this and we'd be great if we did that. Um, so, uh, and then you, then you spend a bit of time. So once all the ideas are out, uh, then you spend a bit of time grouping the, these ideas into themes. And then you can even go through a, a, a voting, a prioritization exercise to, to pick out, you know, which of the themes are the things we should be working on right now. Um, so it's a, it's a great exercise for highlighting all the good stuff plus uh, drawing out all of the um, all of the stuff that could be improved. Okay. I'm thinking of what someone gets. So let's just say I log into workshopbank.com. We'll come to that, uh, the actual yeah. process in a moment. Um, what does someone get apart from the actual, the workshop itself? Is there a list of instructions? Is there anything they need to do apart from just downloading the, the content? Yeah, they, I mean, um, so this is on the free side, right? Yeah, either. Yeah. Yeah, let's just say free side. Yeah. Free is a magic word, isn't it? So let's go with free, free for now. Magic, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so the free offer is, yeah, there are, there are lots of tools on Workshop Bank. You can go into, there's a, in, in the menu at the top, top of the page, there's a, uh, something called free tools. Um, and uh, you can go in there and you'll see the, um, the processes, you'll see the imagery, you'll be able to download a, a PDF of the slides and um and yeah and use them to your heart's content and you can also engage with people in the in the comments and ask questions and right uh, and yeah ask questions in the comments and I, I either i will answer or someone else in, in the community will answer okay so, and those are branded and if someone wants uh, if you will white label is that right is that the term yeah yeah that's right so so that mm. so they're branded they have the workshop band logo on and if you want them white label um, then there's then then I have a membership program that you can sign up to, and that that gives you access to all the white label um, tools in PowerPoint format, so you can easily and quickly edit them. Um, but it also gives you access to a bunch of other stuff as well. So there's some video training in there about a high performing team framework um, that, that 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 we've created. Um, there's some skill stuff in there around facilitation skills and, and how to design high impact collaborative workshops and, and, and a change management piece as well. Uh, and then there are whole event plans. So you were talking earlier about, you know, a whole day event. Well, there are whole day event plans, which are combinations of all of these activities that work particularly well. Ah. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's all it's all designed to do your thinking for you. So you don't have to spend loads of time. Uh, doing the planning, you can spend all of that time building those relationships uh, with the people you're going to be running the session with, and then that it also gives you access to me as well. So I'll, so as part of the program, you can book online time with me, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll work with you to um, to to create events, create workshops um, that are going to get you great results. Wow. Okay. So the white label. I meant I mentioned the term white label for people who perhaps are unfamiliar yeah. with that. White label literally means uh, something without a logo, something upon which you can put your own logo. Is is that fair to say? Have people got yeah. permission to do that? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. That's all all, all, um, all IP restrict. I mean, obviously, you can't you can't uh, share them with other people and let them let them take them away in, in the white label format. They're, they're white label to you, but um, yeah, you, Good you point. Can, 
you can um, you add your own logo, add your own colors, uh, change your use your fonts. Uh, everything everything that that's workshop banks becomes your companies. Um, so yeah, it's t- it's taken me you know, what f- fifteen years to build up all of this stuff. You just you just you just get it all in one day. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> so let's just talk about that then uh, before we wrap up. Um, what what membership is on offer to to people to organisations and, and what just listing those benefits do people get again for yeah. for their money? Okay, so um, so an individual uh, consultant or trainer can. At the moment, I mean, depending on when you're listening, when when you're listening to this, but at, at the moment, the deal is there's a lifetime uh, membership uh, available for individuals. Um, it's a one-time, it's a one-time payment of nine hundred eighty-five dollars, and then you're and then you're just in. You get access to everything, and you you've got access to the rest of your career. And then if you're if you're wanting to uh, purchase this on purchase membership on behalf of your organisation, um, then there are corporate licenses um which uh which which is a yearly it's a, is a yearly subscription mm-hmm. and that gives you the ability to uh, give access to as many people as you want in your organization it gives you the ability to bring take the materials off of workshop bank and and actually will will do the rebranding for you so if you give your power uh, give us your powerpoint template we'll create the uh, tools in your look and feel and give them back to you. And then you can distribute them uh, across your organization, how you see fit, whether it's on a shared drive or you have your own learning management system, it's all good. So, um, so yeah, it's a big time save for corporates as well. So, so yeah, there's that individual license for uh, independence and then corporate uh, licenses based on, and that's based on the price is based on the size of your organization. Right, so someone literally logs in using their membership details and can download a, a, a workshop. And with that, they understand not just how to run it, but they've got all the materials to run that yes. successfully for the day. Exactly. And as part of the membership, they also then get access to time with you, if if, if required, yes, to help shape them in terms of their preparation to deliver that workshop or series of workshops. Absolutely, and the bit that sticks out in my mind, which I which I quite like, is the fact that if someone say has a whole day or two days booked, you also have a recommendation as to which individual workshops could go together to make up a day or two days. Yeah, I love that idea. That's great. I found found the combinations uh, linking these activities uh, into combinations where the outputs of one activity become the inputs of the next. Mm. Uh, uh, A really tricky thing to get right, actually. And, you know, if you get the wrong combination, you can really lose your audience very quickly um, because they just don't really understand, you know, why are we doing this activity now when we when we did that one before? Um, so, yeah, I've created 54 uh, basically blueprints, event blueprints of different lengths. So two to three hour events, uh, mm-hmm. half day events and whole day events. And uh, yeah, so it's all the thinking's done for you. So before we wrap up then, um, how can people get in touch with you? Obviously, workshopbank.com. Yeah. Any other means of, of accessing you? Or? Yeah. There's a, there's a chat system on the bottom right of workshopbank.com. That's probably the easiest. Or you can uh, email me at hello at workshopbank.com. That also comes straight into the same system. Um, but the chat system is probably the easiest. Mm. I think that's what most people... Or you can sign up uh, and and just 
and be uh, and and you, I, we, I normally send a new activity out every couple of weeks. Oh, okay. You can, you can just reply to any of those emails that, that that come from me, and that comes straight into me as well. And of course, you're on LinkedIn, Nick. I am. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I recall actually seeing a, a one of your posts um, early on this year, and I think there were twenty one or twenty two thousand likes. <laughs> I thought, how on earth is this guy doing it? But uh, it just shows how popular WorkshopBank.com is. Well, I, I'm not sure. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how it's a reflection on WorkshopBank.com, but I think it might be a reflection on how people really, really mm. thirst for work, strong, simple workshop activities. Mm. And um, yeah, we just we just we, that that's our niche. That's what that's that's how, that's the space uh, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to fill to, to to help to help offline collaboration happen better. Okay, well, look, we'll we'll put those uh, two, in fact, three key workshop links in the show notes with this podcast episode, and of course, a link to workshopbank.com. And I'll also put down uh, your contact details, which is um, hello at workshopbank.com, as well as, of course, your profile on LinkedIn. Perfect. Any final thoughts then for someone who is maybe, you know, new to this idea of running a workshop and is a bit scared and thinks, I don't know, I'm not sure I can do this. And how, how is it as easy as it sounds? What, what are the benefits that someone well, would get from, you know, running a workshop, just dipping their I- toes and giving it a go? Yeah, well, I mean, what I really like about it, what I, what really attracted me when I first kind of the the big light bulb moment I had about fifteen years ago is when someone someone told me about you know the art of facilitation is is to is to not stress about having the answers yourself. Um, in fact, it's better if you don't have the answers, therefore, and you don't try and get the answers because the answers need to come uh, from 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 your audience. Uh, and for me, you know, just that realization just lifts lifts or lifts all the pressure of me as the person who's uh, on stage in front of this 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 group of people because i know it's my job to bring the uh, bring the uh, the solutions out from them rather than me be the expert and me impart all of my worldly knowledge on them um so yeah i just really like it, it, it facilitation and workshop facilitation helped me overcome my fear of uh looking silly on stage (laughs) (laughs) that's really that's really how i got into it and how why i loved it so much um and uh yeah i've 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 seen so many other people get so much out out of it that um yeah it's it's become my calling now yeah well i love running workshops too it's a it's a fantastic feeling when you feel that people have achieved some kind of clarity at the end of the day and they, they go away thinking, now we know what strategy should look like this year or what we yeah. should do with this area or how we can actually communicate better internally and externally. It's, yeah. it's a privilege, isn't it, really? It really is. It really is. And and the audience likes it much more as well. They have a much more energized day because they've been, they've been so involved in the content creation during the day um, rather than, you know, sitting there listening. Well, look, on that note, Nick, thank you so much for coming on the program this morning. We're going to, as I said, put some links in the show notes, both to the workshops we've discussed, Problem Solving, Team Building, The Relationship Triangle, and the Team Review Workshop. And we're also going to put links then to workshopbank.com. And if anyone would like to sign up either themselves individually for lifetime membership or 
their organization, those details will also be provided in the show notes. Great. Perfect. Thank you very much for having me on, Mark. Thanks, Nick. And regards to sunny Denmark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is sunny today, I believe. Thank you. That's it for today. Thank you once again for taking the time out of what must be a busy training day. As a trainer, as a training business owner, as a consultant, as a coach, there are things you've got to do and there are places you've got to be. So I do appreciate the time that you take out of your day each Thursday to listen to the episodes of the podcast. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, now's the time to do it. Um, You will get notification of episodes as they come up in advance. But you'll also be able to refer to the kinds of materials which we now and again, not always, drop into the show, some kind of ebook or or guide or checklist which you can avail of. And if you can find the time to do that, we'd be really grateful because it allows us to attract the kinds of guests who want to be on the show, the kinds of people we need on the show to make the show interesting, valuable and useful to you. In other words, to attract the kinds of guests who can help you as a training business owner to make a much better go of your business. Does that make sense? You can check out the podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and of course on the website. So next week, we're back to another solo episode, thinking of another topic which I think you'll find quite useful. However, that said, there also is a possibility we might have a different guest on the show. That could be a a surprise, but let's just wait and see what happens. Anyway, let's see you next Thursday. This is April 2019. Thanks again for your time and have a great week. Thanks once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Go to trainingbusiness.com and subscribe right now to be notified of great competitions, upcoming VIP episodes, and amazing special offers to help you succeed in your training business. See you next time.